Can somebody tell me what the Sam Hill is going on around here? Well, we can, sir. Well, who are you? With Talk nerdy to me. Squad. Oh, it's alive! It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! Welcome to my nightmare. You like scary movies? Uh huh. What's your favorite scary movie? There are things that go bump in the night. Listen to them, children of the night. They're coming to get you, Barbara. What music they make! You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare. We all go a little mad sometimes. There are rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a horror movie. Number one, you can never have sex. I'm your favorite now, Nancy. Number two, you can never drink or do drugs. Red rum! Red rum! Number three, never, ever, ever under any circumstances say, I'll be right back. Because you won't be back. Here's Johnny! I realized that what was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. Batu! Marada! Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. I'll be right back! Oh my gosh, you know that it is another episode because of that intro. It is still October. It's an all-new episode of Talk Spooky to Me. There it is. Uh, It is our (laughs) October rebrand, and uh, I've been waiting for this for a little while. Um, We... Obi John or Koran, whichever one of you wants to do the honors. Over the last few months, we've been... uh, We've had a house band. Um, you know, you know them from, uh, the hit PBS show, where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Uh, because, you know, we've been on a, on a hunt, uh, and we, Rockapella, uh, has now officially been retired. Uh, would one of you like to, uh, you know, say the, the special phrase to, uh, our, just the, 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 the talk spooky to me band? Is it not hit at Rockapella? Well, well, we don't have Rockapella anymore because right, they're, they're not gone just, now. So, yeah. so just, just, just like, 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 hit it, talk spooky to me, house band. Um, hit it, talk spooky to me, house band. I didn't know we had until now. We do. We have a house band, and they have a new song that they're playing this week. Ooh! And you know what it is? I think I do. Your dreams were your ticket. Because we are welcoming back. <laughs> Our, Mr. Cotter? Yeah, we, uh, old, uh, old Cotter. Uh, that's a Scrubs reference for the, the, a show for one right there. Uh, we are welcoming back the fourth member of our crew. He's back from wherever the hell he was because we need him. That's right. Our giant monster fighting mech is now complete again. Yes, we are once again talk spooky to me, Voltron, because Julian is back. Woo! You're goddamn right. <laughs> Fucking clue where I was that last time. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't know. Like, uh, you keep getting lost and you don't know where you are. Are you just doing mushrooms and going on a walkabout? Yeah, it, it's a spirit quest. But yes, <laughs> he, was, he ate a bunch of peyote and just walked off into the hills. And we we, you know, it, it took a long time to get him back. 
Uh, we sent our best officer. You know what we're going to do next time is we're going to do a bunch of those uh, Leslie Nielsen Undertaker versus Undertaker vignettes. Uh, where where uh, Leslie Nielsen was looking for the Undertaker, but really we're going to redub it where he's looking for Julian uh, because we need a top-notch detective. So on board it with it. <laughs> so welcome back, Julian. Thank you for uh, coming back. We appreciate uh, uh, you you rejoining the nerd upside down uh, bar stool that we all sit on. <laughs> Thank you for having me back. I'm sure that uh, you didn't get your daily dose of Teddy's beer and you know Republican. Everything. So, well, Americanism. Speaking of, right. <laughs> speaking of, we have uh, uh, yeah. So, so a situation has arisen over the last a few situation? days. Uh, a situation, a situation, mm. if you will. Um, mm. And I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Koran brought this to me a couple days ago, and I told him not to do anything with it until we could air our grievances on the air. But um, we have been. Looking for ever since we put that other shitty podcast out of business, uh, we've been looking for, you know, a uh, an outlet for our anger or for yeah, our girls' beer sport. It still records. Oh, oh no, no, no! They're a real podcast. Uh, <laughs> not that shitty one that we put out of business. Oh, okay. Um, so, <laughs> it's it's amazing what happens when you put your content up behind a paywall that they can't steal it. Anyway, uh, we're not we're, I'm, I'm not going to get on that one because there's a there's an actual um, target worth our attention right now because we have one of our nerd hosts has been wronged in an illegal way and it's time for us to band together as nerds and fight this and the nerd who was wronged. Koran. Koran, please explain. I've been blocked on Twitter by a certain, um, uh, you know, uh, political figure from the state of Kentucky. Yeah. On not on not only <laughs> on not only his personal account, but also his po- po- political account, which by all by all research I found is technically illegal. Yeah, uh, it is illegal for a political figure to block uh, a constituent uh, if they use that channel for official political uh, announcements or dialogue. So uh, currently, the illustrious, uh, and I use that with my tongue planted firmly in my cheek, Governor of Kentucky Matt Bevin uh, has blocked one of our hosts, Koran, on Twitter. So, which what did is, you do? Which is illegal. It, uh, and, and so now, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I, I'm ready to unleash the rage and and start this full on campaign to either get a, a, an apology uh, and an unblocking, uh, or we just need to start forward with this lawsuit uh, to get him unblocked. So, <laughs> I am no. Bevan apologist, and just because he's a Republican doesn't mean I like him. But what did you do? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's, let, let's I be need to know the whole story. He because I know it. you do well. Yeah. What did There's you certainly do? no love loss here for Governor Jackass. No. But what no. did you say that finally got you banned? Because you, <laughs> you, it's not like you just jumped on the bandwagon here. Well, uh, <laughs> talking you, shit to him for like him for a while. Yeah, yeah, he has been. True, I, I have been, but apparently, um. The, the one that got me blocked from his governor account was he posted a picture of him, and I uh, commented, nice mom jeans, you fucking plank. 
And uh, the one from his personal account, he posted something from, like, you know, him supporting UPS and all that, which I have no problem supporting UPS. But, you know, it was this whole big appreciation post, so I asked what the appreciation post for teachers was. (laughs) (laughs) And, um... Sorry, that was clever. I can understand the one you (laughs) talk about mom jeans and him being a fucking (laughs) board. I can understand him blocking you for that one. Uh, no, I called him a plank in the other one, too. You, you like, called him a plank on, like, every tweet that you've done in the past, like, six months. That's true. That's so, true. Governor yeah. Plank, yeah. Uh, pull the stick out of your ass. Yeah. I know it's way up there, but... Well, well first so of all... Evidently, like, targeted har- and con- continual harassment is one of the things Twitter loves to block people for, so <laughs> yeah. you'll never get that overturned. You might as well just create a new account and start firing away again. <laughs> Here's the thing. is is uh, as like Let's just go ahead and be honest. Koran, yeah, you deserve to be blocked. Like, yeah. I, I feel like we can all agree on that. But we live in America <laughs> where there is free speech, and it is illegal for Governor Matt Bevin to block you on his, he can block you on his personal page all day long. Yeah. And, and the first one, I was like, man, I wish that was illegal because we would go after him for this. Like, we would start the crusade. And two days later. <laughs> two days later, there it was. And you sent me that screenshot, and I just said, hang on to this for two days. <laughs> hang on to this till Wednesday because we can do something with this. So, Governor Fuckhead, uh, as he as he's known uh, by us. Oh, Governor Plank. Yeah, well, he he is a plank of wood. He's as useless as a plank of wood. Um, I thought about trying to get blocked from him on um, like Instagram by just tagging him in a bunch of like lumber posts. <laughs> <laughs> that um, might be too uh, <laughs> too surreal for him to pick up. Yeah, on. he won't he won't get it. He won't get it. Uh, so uh, what we're going to do is uh, by the time that this uh, this episode airs and we post it on Twitter, number one, we're going to tag him in all of the all of our stuff with this episode. And we're going to start um, if only there was somebody that, you know, had uh, like maybe some kind of like head top attorney in the state that we could ask uh, for guidance on this, who we will um, soon be addressing about all of this. We're going to consult uh, some legal Options, and if you think I'm kidding, that I'm not going to start, uh, that we're not going to start tweeting from the official Talk Nerdy to Me page, asking attorneys uh, what we should do, and tagging, saying that at Governor Plank Bevan has uh, blocked one of our hosts, <laughs> who is a constituent. What should we do? How should we proceed? Uh, we're going. I'm assuming. I'm assuming your first one is going to be to Harvey Birdman. Oh yeah, attorney at law. Attorney at law yeah. Uh, well, and it's not about bird law, so we can't ask Charlie Kelly. Uh, so he's out. <laughs> That's out. So it's not – if it was about – if you had started to call him a bird name, uh, then we could have consulted for bird law. But uh, no, like we are legitimately going to start asking real attorneys uh, in a public forum what we need to do about getting Koran unblocked um, from his illegal and unjust block from government. I mean, it's just, it's just illegal. No, well, it's unjust because it's illegal. Uh, well, that's it, fair. It, it, it's completely and totally understandable. If we weren't friends, I would totally block you, but uh, we're friends, so I'm not going to. Uh, and your tweets bring me great joy when they're aimed at other people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's only fair. So, uh, yeah, the, 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 uh, this is officially day one of Talk spooky to me slash talk nerdy to me's uh, war against Governor Matt Bevan. So we will have continual weekly updates uh, as to how this war is progressing. 
Uh, so look for updates on our Twitter where we tag uh, Governor Bevin in all of this uh, in this ongoing dispute. So uh, I just wanted to bring that to everybody's attention that we are officially now uh, in a war with Matt Bevin until he unblocks our ho- uh, one of our hosts, Koran. So it's a thing. <laughs> because I don't know about you guys, but I feel oppressed by this. Like oppressed by a, by association. So really uh, do. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, we're, we're going to uh, for all of us to be associated with Koran. Yeah, yeah. Um, so thought you were gonna say Matt Bevan. But. <sighs> it could be. Nah, like I said, I'm not apologizing for him at all. But sometimes How, you're like the only guy I know that can get blocked by that asshole. I don't even <laughs> think he knows his password. How in the fuck are you getting blocked by him? <laughs> Plank one two three. Oh shit! Why is he calling me a plank? This is a fucking jitterbug. How the fuck is he even getting on Twitter? I don't get it. This is fucking silly to me. He's <laughs> kind of dude that wishes. Not Koran, not Devin, but jitterbug. I was gonna say, dude who still wishes they made blackberries. Yeah. I mean, what's the over under <laughs> on the fact that he wears his phone on like a belt loop case? Oh, 99%. Which is like, if you ever see, a, I just want to give you the uh, the shortcut to this. If you uh, if you ever see a guy who's wearing a, uh, who's under the age of 60, who's wearing his phone on a, uh, on a, one of those cases on his belt loop, he is a guy who will never have sex again. <laughs> That's just like the universal code for this dude does not get laid uh, if he has that, the, the phone out on the case. So, and he's under There's 60. Some- there's some truth to that because Bevan, I think, has adopted like nine kids, so yeah. he may not be fucking anyway. So. No, he's not. No, what would? Okay, okay. Just, just seriously, would you want to have sex with Matt Bevan? I mean, just to assert my dominance, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Look in my eyes. This the is crazy. what we've been missing the last three months. <laughs> Cra- the craziest uh, comparison I've seen is that he uh, he looks like Judge Doom from the end of <laughs> Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh God! Yeah. Oh, but I like Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. Oh, way to go, Coran. Yeah. No, legit. Way to go. I'm proud of you. Thank you, bud. Thank I you. don't say that often, but I'm really proud of you right now. Yeah. That, First time like, for everything, actually, I, was, I believe. I was so excited when you sent that screenshot, and you were like, "Well, it happened," and I was just like, "Yes, we're gonna do something with this." So uh, look for us on the news. Uh, as we're we're going to be the podcast that brings uh, Matt Bevin down. <laughs> that douchebag deserves it. So uh, anyway, right then. so anyway, on. yeah, that's week one. I'll be one. in the wings, just kind of cheering you guys on. Who's going to be there eating popcorn? Yeah, yeah. No, that's okay. That's all right. So yeah, week week one of the uh, talk nerdy to me versus Matt Bevin saga. Uh, we need like war music. We need like uh, like the uh, news like war. I'll get on it. You know, like oh, no, man. The old the old the old war games entrance from WCW. Oh God. Yeah, like let's. I mean, like we need a. Uh, um, oh, it brought up all the uh, uh, like movie war games music. When nah, I I'm uh, I'm on it, man. We'll get some uh, some old 1940s yeah, new real shit going. We need like a. <laughs> Week one, Talk Nerdy to Me versus Matt Bevan. <laughs> the battle lines no, we... were drawn over Twitter. 
Sure, Koran deserved to get blocked for calling him a plank, but it is completely and totally illegal. Continue listening for further updates on this saga. There you go. <laughs> That's all I had, sorry. Next week. I got something. I'll, uh, I'll have something for uh, Yes. Next week it'll be the People's Court theme. Oh, I got one better. Dun, 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 dun. This is the defendant. It's it's better and it fits Koran. Oh, mm. good. I love it. So, uh, yeah, that was, that was the theme. Would you like to know more? <laughs> oh. Good stuff. Good stuff. So uh so yeah, we're uh we're we're already off and running uh this week. It's still it's still October, so we're still we have officially changed our name uh for the rest of the month to uh talk yes. talk spooky to me because uh we're gonna try and do just a lot of scurry, scurry topics of discussion for the rest of the month. So if you don't and like- if, if you're not up to date yet, we have an entire special episode of Park Hopping all about the Honda Mansion. Yes. And last week we gave you our Okay, most of ours, because we're still missing a member, our top 13 movies to watch to get into the Halloween spirit, and we will be continuing the the spookiness all month long. Spooky, spooky. Oh, at least one topic all month will be spooky. Yeah. So what we're going to do now, this month, or this week, is uh, Herbert Dinglemeyer, all about... <laughs> no, not really. We're not really doing Herbert Dinglemeyer, but wouldn't it, be, wouldn't it be great if we did just... All Herbert uh, Dinglemeyer, all the time. Is Herbert Dinglemeyer going to make an appearance this weekend? I don't know if he will or not. Uh, we, well, you know what we need? I need to, first of all, I need to call, I need to find out if uh, the creator of Herbert Dinglemeyer is available to be on the show. <laughs> yes. Um, because if, if the, like, maybe we could get a, um, like, a retelling somehow of there the, you go. Of there the you go. Herbert Dinglemeyer story. Even though we've we've had it told several times, but uh, it gets better every time, man. Because in case you haven't been paying attention, you can catch us live this weekend. Yeah, from beautiful historic downtown Louisville, Kentucky. That's the one. Whoa, 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 whoa! I'm saying no, it right. Sorry. We've covered this. It's not beautiful. No, it's sorry, not. sorry. The trash yeah, it's a shithole yeah. from historic. Shitty, yeah. Downtown Louisville. place to live if you're a chalk outline. Yeah, it's, that's the <laughs> best place to live if you're a chalk outline. If Matt Bevan was a city, oh, Ooh. yeah. So what I'm there what I'm is. hearing there from that is. is you want to poop on Matt Bevan <laughs> because because it would be a toilet. To assert my dominance. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look at my eyes when I'm shitting on you. <laughs> that's pretty much what it would be. There's your audio clip. Uh, so. Um, yeah, for, uh, give us the details. Yeah, so, uh, this weekend, I believe it opens, its doors open 2 o'clock on Friday till 5 o'clock on Sunday at the Imaginarium, uh, convention, uh, in, in, that's the one. Uh, you can catch us. We've got stuff going on all weekend. You can see us. We'll have a table set up. Um, we'll also be running the Ghostbuster table. I don't know what you guys are um, We'll be pulling double duty. Uh, you can come talk to us. You can uh, tell us how you really feel in person. Uh, you can, uh, you can uh, see us at our live show Friday evening at 8 p.m. Uh, this is an 18 and up to enter. Uh, 
what are we calling this one? This is this isn't a Las Vegas style show. It's the uh, the live show. You can come see how the sausage is made. You can come yeah. hear some stories we, we haven't shared before, uh, at least not on the show. Uh, you can come see us in all of our glory, uh, and you can join us uh, before that at seven p.m. Um, at the uh, everyone go give Pooby Pants Gritten a hard time. Pee Pants know? Gritten. Yep. Sorry, Pee Pants Gritten a hard time. Yep. Uh, you can hear. Um, uh, hold on, I had the schedule somewhere. I promise. Stupid. Okay, here we go. 7 p.m. Screen accuracy panel where you can come uh, crap on uh, P Pants Gritten with us. Then immediately following that at 8 p.m. is Tut Nerdy to Me Live. Uh, Saturday at 11.30, you can come hear me talk about cosplay, how to turn your cosplay into something to benefit a cause. C-A-U-S-E, cosplay. Ah. Clever. It's a pun. <clears throat> I get jokes. 12, 12.45 on Sunday, making of a podcast with the ghost host with the most, Captain Chris. So they say. Um, and then the last one, Sunday, 2 p.m., all about comic book collecting, how to get into it, uh, what to look for. Um, I'm on that panel, but I'm not hosting it. Someone who knows far more than I do about that is hosting it. Uh, so definitely, I'm I'm excited to go see that. Um, should be fun and informative. Uh, but you can catch us all week. Go to entertheimaginarium.com. Um, I believe they still have room at the host venue open. I might be incorrect about that. Um, but tickets are available. You can get them at the door. You can get them on advance. Uh, gonna be a fun time. It is at the, sorry, the Ramada Plaza Hotel and Conference Center downtown. Well, that's, that's not actually downtown. Um, but there you go. Heck yeah. I think I covered everything in a Ooh. organized, haphazard manner. <clears throat> uh, bring beer. That's all I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bring beer. Oh. Julian will sign your guns. Yeah. Or your titties. Uh, Chris will yes. sign whatever you put in front of him. Probably. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Chris. Yeah. Well, sorry, Captain Chris will sign whatever you put in front of him. Coron, if he's, if he's sober uh, and not oh. sleeping under the table or passed out, uh, you can come sign him. Uh, yeah. while <laughs> Julian will poop yes. on you Ooh. if uh, you look him in the eye. Always, <laughs> as always, stick figure drawings for $1. There you go. <laughs> The talk nerdy to me staple. Yep. That's what uh, we do. That was my shameless plug. So. I like it. Also, uh, it one last time. Yeah. Don't forget uh, to join the talk nerdy to me tip club. The tip club. We have uh, we have some exciting new things that are coming just for members of. The Just the Tip Club, uh, including the uh, potential to submit your own topics uh, or be a part of the actual show. So uh, some exciting things coming to that. Uh, we will have an updated here uh, at the end of October uh, or coming up this month. We're going to have um, a completely redesigned. Um, so what you get for... Uh, uh, donating to help make the show bigger and better and let us do things like live shows and panels and all that kind of thing and actually help us make a show uh, because, um, yeah, that's all. I had I had something that I was going to say there, but then it seemed kind of like something I didn't want to – I didn't want to put it that way. So 
If you want to show your appreciation for the show and help us be bigger, uh, then join the Just the Tip Club and you'll get something great out of it. Above and beyond just more episodes of the show. Nailed it. Yeah. So. With all that crap out of the way. Yeah. Across the street from the hotel. Good to know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank God. That's (laughs) corrected. Sorry. That's why we had it. Yep. Um, so yeah, it's October, scary time, uh, and you guys want to talk about something that we don't normally talk about? What's that? Like at all, really? Because we cover, um, all kinds of... What takes? Yeah, uh, yeah. (laughs) Let's make this a show about stuff that we don't normally talk about, because, um, uh, we talk about, you know, comic books and movies and TV shows and... You know, the stuff that goes on behind the scenes with those toys and board games and scary stuff and all that stuff. But uh, one thing that we don't talk a lot about is music. Mm. And uh, so I'll open the door for Obi John to take it from here. Okay. So last week we gave you our top 13 movies to watch to get in the mood for Halloween. Um, this week we're going to go a little different, but not that different. Uh, and you can probably guess from the intro we already got this week, we're going to be giving you our best tunes to get into the mood for Halloween. Uh, the best songs to listen to, to get into the mood of the best season of all the happiest time of year. Halloween. Yeah. So, um, we can do this kind of like we did last week where everyone list off three and then we'll vote on the last one. Uh, if everyone has three, uh, and like last week, if anyone names the same song, um, that song just goes on the list and we'll just vote on however many more we need to level it out to 13. I like it. I misunderstood the directions because I found a whole album. You can list yeah, the one, album, then. One of mine's an entire album, too. L- list the whole fucking album. Yes. We're making the rules up as we go. Yeah, we sure are. It's our it's it's our thing. Like these the are rules the rules are made up and the points don't matter. Yeah. <laughs> like, these are the rules now. That's Trust it. me, that's how I've felt for the past two and a half months. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were just trying to get out of wherever you were without eating your own arm off. So Yeah. I came very close. Yeah. A couple um, rashes and, uh, yeah, I'm back. So. <laughs> I told you not to go into that room 237, man. Um, couldn't help it. Julian, I'm going to give you first crack because it's your first week back. So give us your first choice for song or album or whatever to listen to. <laughs> All right. So this is, uh, I don't know. I haven't obviously haven't been paying attention the last two and a half months, but I, I when I went out to, Colorado and got lost last week. I, I discovered a band that my buddy turned me on to. They're called whatever. Oh, yeah. they, were on, they were on uh and he was like, Oh yeah, dude, you should check these out. I'm like, wow, they're they're fucking lame. They're just another metalcore band. But it turns out <clears throat> they've got an entire album called The Silver Scream. It's their fifth album. Um and basically it's a concept album. So every single song is inspired by a horror movie. Good fucking album, too. Um, yeah, evidently it's pretty badass. I've only listened to like four or five of the songs, but um, just to kind of give you a quick rundown, it's got a song called The American Nightmare, which is obviously inspired by Nightmare on Elm Street. 
Dark, which is inspired by Halloween. Uh, what's the other one? Rocking the Boat, inspired by Jaws. Uh, the World in My Hands, inspired by Edward Scissorhands. That's kind of gay. I don't know why you put that on there. Um, <laughs> but Airy Axmas by Silent Night, Deadly Night. Um, you know, it's just it, it's just heavy metal, a bunch of queers like yelling about whatever, and they just happen to be uh, horror movie inspired. So I thought it was kind of fucking cool. I listened to a couple of songs. Most of them are lame, but a couple of them are pretty good. So kind of shit. Check them out. Nice. I like it. Give it to us one more time. What's the band name and the album name? The band name is Ice Nine Kills. So Ice, the number nine, and Kills. And then uh, the album is called The Silver Scream. So it's a pun. Dun, dun. Because they were in here, but... But evidently, uh, like Stanley Kubrick's nephew or something was in a band and like contributed. Huh. So that's awesome. Right. That yeah, that's really cool. Yep. So who wants next? I'll go. Okay. But I'm gonna need somebody's help. Uh oh. Because I'm gonna I'm gonna start it, and somebody else okay. is gonna have to keep going as soon as you hear the song. Oh shit! Every Halloween, it's not Halloween until I, uh-huh. until you hear this, and I need somebody. When you hear the first part of it, you're going to know what to do. All right? That's the one. We did it. Yes. Yes. The silver shamrock theme from Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Absolutely. God, that's a good one. Right, it gets my blood flowing and knows. I know that it's Halloween time when uh, it, 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 lately here it's been ninety-five degrees all the time. Hasn't really felt like how like fall. Um, you know, you still uh, sleep with the windows open, but whenever you hear that familiar jingle, you know, no matter what it looks like outside. Eight more days till Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. <laughs> so, so I'm telling you, try, try and listen to it and not get in the mood for Halloween. So there you go. Silver nice Shamrock. Pick, man. Nice pick. Blood pick. Uh, All right. Uh, I'm me, so I'm going to go ahead and get my really weird choice that no one's ever going to have heard of uh, out of the way first. Okay. Um, it's also a full concept album. The band is called uh, Dog Fashion Disco. Uh, okay. I've heard of them. Uh, the album is called Adultery. It literally follows this whole thing of guy picks up a hitchhiker, hitchhiker comes to live with him, he catches his wife sleeping with her, he murders both of them and buries them in the desert. It's this Full fucking concept album and from a band that kind of always did this in just like metal and acid rock kind of style of music. They put of country and bluegrass on this. So okay. a, a really fucking good album. It came out in back in 06 and uh, like I, I, I really like concept albums. I think they're always kind of cool. So I mean, it's one of those things I probably dig into about once a year, and it's always kind of like it always says this like fall feel to it. So, good time to listen to it. I'll have to give that a listen to. Hell yeah! Along with Julian's, I like this. It's stuff I haven't heard before. It's fun for me. Which is all that matters. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, God, I hadn't heard of those fuckers in a long time. <laughs> yeah, you two are much more tapped into the music scene than I am, so. My shit's pretty old. Nice. Uh, so growing up as a kid, my, my first musical influences were my parents' record collections. Um, okay. So, you know, a lot of Neil Diamond, a lot of uh, yeah. Three Three Dog Night. Hey, man, Neil Diamond uh, is yes. the greatest singer-songwriter of this or any generation. Uh, but the one that's going to make an appearance on this list is one of my dad's favorite bands, and thank God for it, uh, because this is about as country as I get, but goddamn, I love almost every song from this group. Uh, it's a song that's got appearances in several amazing horror movies, including American Werewolf in London, and uh, the prequel to the greatest movie of all time, Blade One. Um, so you know what's on Whistler's playlist. Uh, guys, don't go around tonight. It's bound to take your life. Ooh. There's a bad moon on the rise. There's... Bad moon rising, Creedence Clearwater Revival. Yeah, there's a bathroom on the right. You never, <laughs> never, have, to ju- you never yeah. have to justify CCR to me, man. Yeah. Like... CCR fucking that's, rules. Yeah. If that's as close as you get to country, I need. To, I'm gonna punch you in the dick next time you come over here. <laughs> no, 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 it's okay. It's also it's okay. true. Yeah. I married. I married Whitney, so she evens that out. It's fine. That's it's all she listens to is country. That's, that's true. She doesn't listen to good country. I know what she listens to. So <laughs> that's true. That's also yeah, true. Like that pop country bullshit. Exactly. I can feel very comfortable saying that the only good country actually comes out of Kentucky anymore, and I will clue you in. Just like bourbon. All right, uh, good, good Julian, pick. we're back to you. Thank you. Oh, shit, is it back to me? Okay. Back to yeah. you. Um, so, I mean, uh, songs written about all kinds of macabre shit, but just one of those quirky bands that always put out weird shit, um, and I never really understood. Oh, and I still listen to them kind of frequently, but every time I hear... The talking heads. I just get fucking pumped, and it makes me think of murder yes. and mayhem and fucking Halloween. So it's, I listen to it year round, but it always it has a special place in my heart, especially when it starts getting cool outside. What was it? Psycho Killer by the Talking Heads. Yeah. Oh, there you go. There you go. Sorry. Nice pick. Yeah, that's a solid one as well. I was trying to remember, it was on. It was like the close, like the end credits song for a movie, and it just it kind of came out of nowhere and just fit perfectly. It was fucking fantastic. I feel like that's uh, was that American Horror Story? I'm sure it was, but it was on something. It was on something else that wasn't exactly the uh, the Simpsons used it on one of their Halloween specials. There you go. Where uh, yeah. Homer Homer became Death, and he became like the Grim Reaper. And, uh, or he was a serial killer or something. I think it was like their Dexter parody and he was a serial killer and, uh, they played that and it was really good. It was funny. It fit really well. That brings us to your turn, Flanagan. All right. This is another good one. Uh, so I'm going to keep them. I'm going to keep my theme going with, uh, uh, songs found in movies. Uh, that remind me of of Halloween time, and this one is not one that you're going to find on iTunes. It's not one that you're going to find, you know, just down at your local CD record store. You can't buy the single on Amazon, I don't think. But 
If you fire up your YouTube machine and you type in Haunted Ween theme song. God damn yes. <laughs> and you get the uh, the it's it's it was at the perfect time where the the 80s were ending and the 90s were starting so it's this weird like techno ish like keyboard but also rock like it's just it's a great mishmash it's a fantastic theme uh made by a guy you can go back in our archives if you're a member of the uh the, the just the tip club and get the interview with um uh with uh, director doug robertson where we talk about the theme song and uh, he talks about how the guy was from i think he said it was from like jeffersonville indiana uh, who wrote that song and um, uh, just loves the fact that people like it and it's, it's fantastic. But yeah, if you look up Haunted Ween theme song on YouTube and you play it for just uh, 30 seconds, you will be in the mood, number one, to party, and number two, to have a Halloween party. Give me that law enforcement greeting one more time. Hi, Sheriff. <laughs> there it is. This is bullshit. Did we have the name of the band for that? Uh, I don't think so. I, 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 I'll look okay. it up real quick, because all I know is, is this Haunted Ween theme song. If we have a band name, we need to give them a shout-out. I know, we really do, because uh, I know the dude. Uh, uh, Ernie Raymer was the guy that did it. Um, he actually like did the, uh, the, the song, but um, it doesn't have anything. Is Haunted a band that plays at the fret party? I think so, because uh, yeah. it says written and performed by Ernest Raymer for the 1991 slasher film Haunted Ween. So okay. I guess he's like the front man for uh, for this. But uh, gosh, we'll what a great that. song! What a great song! All right. <sighs> Sorry, I'm trying to narrow it down. Cause so, <sighs> hold on. Okay. Right. Well, are you skipping me? <laughs> yeah, because I can't read. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was a good idea, too, so just go for yeah, it. Yeah, it's okay. Here. Uh, well, I'm going. No one's mentioned any hip-hop yet. <laughs> Back to the 80s. And I'm going with by the Fat Boys. Oh, shit. Oh. Okay. Very good nice. Uh, are you ready for Freddy by the Fat Boys? Nice, <laughs> awesome! That is fantastic. My T-shirt that says "Are you ready for Freddy?" with featuring a picture of the Fat Boys on it might be worn this weekend. Appropriate. <sighs> I miss the days when movies had random musical accompaniment songs. Uh, yeah, like like yeah, Dream Warriors by Dokken. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you don't see that anymore. Ghostbusters Wrath by Run DMC, which just barely uh, uh, missed my list. Uh, it almost killed Run DMC, too. <laughs> yeah, like it, 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 was, it was very close to just splitting up Run DMC forever. But uh, Um... Well, that's perfect, uh, Koran, because it ties beautifully into the, the pick I had. Because um, <clears throat> he's he's out of control. And he's back. Oh, no. He's the man. Yes! Behind the mask. Yes! Alice Cooper <laughs> from Friday the 13th Part 6, which, of course, as we all know, is the best one. Eh, <clears throat> debatable, but I'll, I'll allow it. He's, he's back. <laughs> 
parentheses man behind the mask, um, which I haven't been able to get out of my head since Carafet. So. Yeah. Uh, if you also want a, uh, an extra bonus, there is a uh, apparently, uh, if you look hard enough on the internet, there is a uh, a version that was made that was that is a 16 bit cover oh of God. Man Behind the Mask, which is pretty damn awesome. Uh, I believe amazing. it's the the version that I found credited it as a uh, like a Sega Genesis version, but it's it's just the 16 bit version. But yeah, Man Behind the Mask 16 bit is great. Hell yeah. I mean, there was a, like a an entire catalog of Alice Cooper. I thought you were going to go with, but okay. <laughs> nope, just a random song he did for a Friday the Thirteenth soundtrack. Yep, that's his only I contribution to music. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that brings us. Oh shit! Are we back to me? Yep. Yeah. So, the vampire movie genre gets a very bad rap because of fucking Twilight. And Blade, because, you know, Blade sucks. Fucking dare you. <laughs> hey, hey, don't take the bait. <laughs> I'm Do just it. waiting take for the it. Bait. <laughs> take the bait. Do it. Do it. Yeah, Not come really. on, pussy. Uh, but anyway, so uh, before there was Twilight, there was... And in The Lost Boys, I think it was Lost Boys. I may just be making all this up because I'm, I'm about half drunk anyways. I think you're right. Um, I think you're going to one of the other creepiest bands of all time, which they were just creepy for no real reason because they were just high on LSD all the time. But The Doors, people are strange. Like every time I hear that movie, like my skin crawls a little bit because I just think about all the weirdos out in California. And uh, as much as I hate the state, I love the song, I love the band, and I love the movie. So Great pick. Cool with Kiefer Sutherland because obviously he survived. So Yeah, well, <laughs> you know. Our Brothers doesn't count. So let's get Kiefer back for a, a true sequel. I like God, it. God, I would love that so much. <laughs> Great. And no, it wasn't Little Sister, but Little Sister is pretty fucking awesome. But a little better. Yeah. Good one. That is a good pick. That is definitely a good one. What's the problem with Santa Carla? <laughs> All the damn vampires. <laughs> Flanagan. All right, I'm breaking my trend from the rest of them. Aww. It's not a well, sort of. I'm sort of breaking my trend because I could have picked. Okay. I could have picked, uh, you know, uh, any number of other songs from scary movies that I love over mm-hmm. the years and I have loved over the years. But I decided to go a little bit differently and pick a song not from a movie, but it kind of is a little movie all. Of, on its own, and uh, if you know, you, you should know where I'm going with this because you've already heard this song once today by listening to the show. <clears throat> As part of our opening, it's not Halloween until I hear Thriller, and preferably that like 13 minute music video like the really really good extended version of thriller oh yeah. yes uh, to the nice. point where i have uh, i have downloaded a music video edit of thriller where it's like in the right order in the music video uh because i love the way that that goes almost better than the actual song 
as it was put on the album. But uh, yeah, Thriller is my far and away number one all time Halloween season song. Great pick. Uh, I didn't have it because I figured somebody would, so I'm glad somebody had it. It's um, me! I had it. <laughs> I kind of felt like that was going to be our... So last week we got to the last pick and we all just unanimously were like, well, yeah, it's Halloween. Yeah. Uh, I kind of felt like Thriller was going to be that this week, but no, good uh, good snipe there, buddy. Um, that's also, if you haven't seen, not just the music video, but the full short film yeah. that it, it was uh, directed by... Uh, Oh, shit, I'm blank now. John Landis? Directed, thank you, John Landis. Gotcha. With uh, effects by, um, I'm blanking out again. I just watched this movie. I should be ashamed about it. Rick Baker. Yeah. Uh, who did the Academy Award-winning special effects from American Werewolf. Like, literally, Jackson saw American Werewolf in London and was like, give me those guys to do my music video. Uh, so those are, like, Academy Award-winning uh, makeup effects on all those dancing zombies. Um it, it's amazing. If you've, if you've only seen the cut-down music video version and not the full oh, yeah. short film, you're cheating yourself. It's, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, so you have to get the one that starts out with the uh, the Michael Jackson apology title card. <laughs> that's, that's just like, I don't believe in, in the occult, so don't hold that against me, but just enjoy the song. And then it starts, like, and it's like 13 or 17 minutes. Like, it's a, it's a long-ass video. You'll know it when it you is. get it. But it's so worth watching. He, is it the one where he talks about he doesn't like looking at little boys' buttholes or the other one? Oh, no, <laughs> That's he, a different uh, yeah. A disclaimer. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was a different one. <laughs> from a different video. Yeah, yeah, that was a different <laughs> video. Shame. Yeah. <laughs> that was the one from the, uh, the uh, what's-his-name collection, the Victor Salva collection. <laughs> uh, Moving on. Yeah. All, All right. right. Save us. I, my number one is something that to me is synonymous with 90 slashers specifically. It goes hand in hand with uh, specifically the movie scream Ooh. is uh, Nick cave and the bad seeds. The song is red, right hand. Oh, nice. I love red, right hand. I'm writing down names. That's why I'm not talking. <laughs> You're all good. What was the but, band yeah. name? Uh, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Nicholas Cage. And- <laughs> yep. Yes. That was on True Blood. I, the episode of True Blood, too. It's, it's extreme. In, uh, Hellboy, yeah. It's also in Dumb and Dumber. There you go. Oh, well, there it is. Uh, but the one that it, <laughs> it, it, it is always going to be synonymous with uh, Scream for me. Nah, that's yeah. Oh, yeah, it's a fucking theme song to Peaky Blinders too. Ha! Huh. Shit, is it? Oh I shit, it is. Yeah. Ah, good for that. It's the peakiest blinders of that's all. Awesome. Yeah, it's the fucking theme song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the peakiest blinders. Right, like me. <laughs> the peakiest blinders, man. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so our final pick before we vote on. Our final pick. Um, this one is one I know Captain Chris will appreciate. It's also one last chance to shamelessly plug our sister show, Park Hopping. <laughs> yes. Hear us talk all about this, but it is not Halloween to me until I hear Grim Grinning Ghosts. Yeah. Uh, performed by Thurl Ravenscroft. Um, I think the Sherman Brothers wrote it, but I could be wrong. 
Maybe. So. Uh, it's the the official unofficial theme song to the haunted mansion. You probably heard it at some point without even realizing what it is. Uh, but it is just a fun, creepy song. Throw Ravenscroft. If you don't know the name, don't worry. He's the guy that voices the Grinch. Yeah. Um, and Tony the so Tiger. You, yes, you're familiar with that big. Uh, burly voice. Him and uh, Koran, you'll you'll understand this reference. Uh, him and uh, Stagger Lee Marshall were the two people that did uh, uh, Tony the Tiger <laughs> for a really long time. It's good. I like yeah. that. Yeah, true story. <laughs> yeah, no, no, seriously. Like Lee Marshall was uh, like, like to this day, they still run commercials where uh, even though he's passed on, uh, Lee Marshall is like they use his sound clip for Tony the Tiger. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, true story. So that brings That's us insane. To, well, <laughs> yep. just Whoa, what? Oops. What is happening Oops. here? Someone's watching pornography during the show. My bad. <laughs> you're only you're only podcasting with one hand. <laughs> well, like two anything. fingers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Just to run down, to run down what we have so far before we vote on the last. We have uh, Ice Nine Kills, the Silver Screen, uh, the Silver Shamrock theme song from Halloween Three, uh, the Adultery album from Dog Fashion Disco, Bad Moon Rising from CCR. Uh, Psycho Killer from Talking Heads. Rammer, uh, are you ready for Freddy from the Fat Boys? He's back from Alice Cooper. People of Strange by the Doors. Thriller by Michael Jackson. Red Right Hand by Nicolas Cage and the Bad Seeds. Yeah, I know. Grim Grinning Ghosts from the Haunted Mansion. So we have one slot left to round it out to a 13 spoopy um, um, I would so, like to nominate my ex-girlfriend Becky oh no you said one slot left sorry continue yeah. oh yeah, continue it happens continue Common mistake yeah okay misheard you so we're just gonna round table in the order we've already been established so Julian Flanagan co-run that myself everyone nominates one song you think deserves to be on the list from those four or however many we get we'll vote so hmm. Julian your pick for the somebody got just nominated another song Basically, yeah. Oh. Or we can come back to you. I've got two in mind. I just, which one do I want to pick? Um, talk through it. So basically one of them, I mean, obviously two guys that are synonymous with all things horror, Halloween inspired and everything else would be Marilyn Manson and Rob Zombie. They're even on tour right now. Um, so it's really hard to pick between the two of them, which song would be best. Would I do the This Is Halloween cover by Marilyn Manson when all like those metal artists redid the Nightmare Before Christmas soundtrack? That'd make Whitney happy. Yeah. Or Living Dead Girl by Rob Zombie by Rob Zombie from the Hellbilly Deluxe album, which is one of the greatest albums of all time. Disney song, let's go Living Dead Girl. <laughs> Fuck Whitney. Ah, all right. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Whitney. <laughs> She's never going to hear this. No, she won't. <laughs> He's not in the room, so it's no big deal. <laughs> so, uh, Flanagan. All right. Um, the only other thing that comes to mind, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to sound a lot like last week, um, but I feel like it's also not Halloween until 
I hear, I mean, we have a, uh, we have a song from, uh, you know, a, a Friday the 13th movie. Um, we have a, a song that mentions Freddie. Um, I feel like Michael Myers hasn't gotten his due on this list. Uh, so once again, uh, I will pitch, uh, from the award-winning movie, uh, John Carpenter's, uh, creation, Jason Voorhees from Halloween, uh, again, show for one, um, uh, the, uh, that, the, the Halloween title theme, the I feel like it, it, that, that also screams Halloween time for me, so... That's my nomination. God, it's a good pick. <clears throat> Coming out hot, man. Good one. Well, this is about to get awkward. Um, because my choice is House of a Thousand Corpses by Rob Zombie. What? Nice. Uh, it's uh, off the same. No, it's actually not off the same album. No. You know, it's something I said, uh, it's synonymous with horror for me and I love new metal. So okay. Um, I'm not even going to nominate anything. I'm just going to throw my weight behind what clearly should be the winner here because fuck Rob Zombie. Uh, <laughs> John Carpenter for life. I'm putting my weight behind the Halloween theme. Woo! Giddy up. I'm mesmerized I mean, that's by cool. the dream right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, here's what we can do. If you and Koran want to pick a Rob Zombie song, we can put it up to a vote to our listeners to decide. Being dead girl. <laughs> yeah. All right, then. There you go. I was going to say that or Super Beast if we wanted to change. Right. Yeah, we can. Uh, Super Beast is fucking badass. We'll put up a poll and uh, we'll say which is which is more, which is the more must listen to Halloween season song. And we'll see what happens. We'll leave it up to the listeners. Living hey, dead girl from Rob Zombie yeah. or Halloween theme. By John Carpenter. Yeah. Boom. I'm going to give one honorable mention real quick. Um, Werewolves of London. Oh, yeah. From Warren Zevron. Yeah. Personal mm-hmm. favorite of the incomparable Ryan E. Kemp. Shout out to him. Uh, it was a honorable mention. So there you go. That's a good one. Yeah. That's, you guys uh, will have to tell us um, what the. I also had an honorable mention, and it was. Uh, yeah. It was, again, just because I like metal. It was the Queen of the Damned soundtrack. Ah. Mm. I also had Don't Fear the Reaper from Ooh. Blue Oyster Cult. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Superstition from Stevie Wonder. Uh, and It's one of those, like, I'm tired of it, but it's iconic. Monster Mash. <laughs> um. uh, and then, of course, I had to write down her Whitney with her. This is Halloween. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, but you got to do the Manson version. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, for the record, John. Yes. <laughs> Just soak this in. 
Just soak so that good. in real quick. Apparently he did like four different versions of this song. Yeah. And this is the one the producers picked. Yeah, there's a, like, I've heard the, uh, the first draft and it sucks, but this one's, this is fun. <laughs> there you go. So it's the, there's your, uh, there's your 16 bit, um, you're with your baby. Da, da, da. You parked them. <laughs> ah, such a good song. I know, right? Better than it has any right to be. So there yeah. are 12 of our 13. We're going to have you guys vote. And next week, uh, after we give our uh, show versus Bevan update, we'll give the update on, <laughs> on that as well. And we will officially have our 13 songs of Talk Spooky to Me Halloween. So good stuff. Damn. And we don't really talk music a whole lot, so that was fun. It was, it's, yeah. Because, uh, you know, you can tell a lot about somebody. You know, you, you get to know our personalities by movies we like and TV shows that we like, but uh, there's something a bit more personal about music that you like and like the songs that that speak to you and that you uh, you want to talk about. So that was, that was good. Uh, that was a good. We all have such varying tastes in music. Yeah. It's like you guys are like. Metal and real songs, and I'm like, show tunes. <laughs> Here's an indie band you've never heard of. Here's yeah. a thing from a movie. Yeah, that's basically it. <laughs> I'm also, but keep in mind, I'm also not above remakes of video game soundtracks either, though. So yeah, I was, I was honestly half surprised that you didn't say the theme from Dead Space, which I would have been okay with. But I don't remember the song from Dead Space. It was just the first horror-related game I could think of. That's fair. That's all. Uh, so, we're not yeah. done with the... Uh, I don't know if the, this... Not, it's not really scary talk. Uh, not really. But, well, well <laughs> I mean, depends I, how you want to look at scary. I guess. Uh, it's, it's scary Ugh. in a different way. Uh, yeah. But, uh, Obi-John, lead us into this one. So... Okay. Comic book and superhero movies are a big thing, in case you haven't noticed. What? If you've been living under a rock the last decade. Um, and it's largely been dominated by uh, Marvel. Uh, the, the the distinguished competition has, has just never quite seemed to get off the ground. Um, however, just this past weekend, um, DC and Warner Brothers knocked it out of the park uh, with their latest release, Joker, which currently, uh, in one week, brought in $258 million on a budget of $55 million uh, for a 70s taxi driver-inspired throwback crime thriller about a guy slowly going insane. Made $258 million in one weekend. Uh, now, there's definitely some name recognition because it's the Joker, um, but... It's also sitting at a Rotten Tomatoes score of 69 critic, 90% audience score. So not only is it making a very nice return on its investment, it seems to be very beloved by the people who watched it who don't have sticks up their ass. Um, <laughs> sorry, who aren't professional critics. My bad. I get those two groups mixed up sometimes. Um, but that, that led me to think. So Joker is... And I'm not going to talk about like the movie. Uh, I'm not. This isn't a review of the movie. If you haven't seen it, don't worry. I'm not going to spoil anything. Just Joker itself is kind of interesting. It's not in any way, shape, or form connected to any other DC movie that has come before. 
and it will not be connected to any DC movie to come after. You're not going to see Joaquin Phoenix uh, Joker fighting Robert Pattinson in the Batman in 2021. That's not going to happen. Um, and if it does, we can play this clip back and you guys can laugh at me. Yeah. Um, but at, at the time of this recording, Joker exists in its own Splinter Universe, an Elseworld title, if you uh, read comic books and know what the hell that means. So looking at that, and then looking back at the last few movies DC's had out, I thought it might be interesting to take a look at the current state of what the hell is going on with DC movies and where do we think it should go from here? Because things started, you know, back in 2013 with Man of Steel, um, which people were okay with. And then we decided to turn that into a movie that built an entire universe. And we got Batman vs Superman and Suicide Squad, um, which were not so much loved. Uh, and then we had that one weird uh, fluke with Wonder Woman where it made money and people liked it. And then we had basically the, almost the death nail in the coffin of the entire DC universe, Justice League, um, which tanked at the boss box office and people were not very crazy about. Um, so at, at that point in time, people were calling, oh, yeah, the DC universe is dead. It's over. It's done. They, they screwed it up. Uh, but then... 2018, and I still can't believe I'm saying this, Aquaman became the highest grossing movie, DC movie ever made, suck at Chris Nolan, $1.14 billion to watch Jason Momoa be Aquaman. Uh, and I'm not, I'm, I love the movie, I'm not dissing on it. Uh, but that made people go, oh, may, maybe it's not done. Um, and then in just this year, we had Shazam, which didn't make a billion dollars, but it currently has a Rotten Tomato score of 90 critic score and 84 audience score, which I believe is the highest ratio of any of those movies I just listed. Um, and then, like I said, just this past weekend, Joker came out getting great word of mouth, making lots of money. So maybe there's something left in the tank of DC. Uh, what do you guys think? I haven't seen Joker yet. Um, I don't know. I mean, that like every time you, uh, every time you just count them, count them out, it's just, oh, well, here they are, like still being shitty, but less shitty than they have been. <laughs> and then they actually like make a decent movie, and you're just like, that's fucking weird. So, I mean, these seems like this, like, stupid version of the little engine that could because like it's their because <laughs> it, it's their fault they're shooting themselves in the foot yeah yeah very well put i mean i totally agree dc is like a bad penny they just keep coming back around and back around and like he said they'll, every once in a while they'll just i don't know have a stroke and make a, a halfway decent movie but they're gonna rush everything else into development and fuck it up after this anyway so um i think everything hedges on so Wonder Woman and then um, whatever the Harley Quinn movie plus the Birds of Prey or whatever the fuck. That's yeah, shaking so up to me. we we've got a couple. We've got a handful of movies that we already have release dates set for them. Uh, I call those our known unknowns. We know they're coming. We have no idea if they're going to be any good or not. Uh, Birds of Prey uh, and Wonder Woman eighty four come out next year. We have the James Gunn written and directed Suicide Squad sequel reboot thing. Uh, we've got um, uh, uh, the Batman, uh, Battinson, 
in 2021. <laughs> and then scheduled right now for 2022, but I, I don't think it has a script or anything, is, is Aquaman 2. Um, so they still claim they've got some stuff coming. And we know we know Birds of Prey is coming because uh, the trailers are out now. That's happening one way or another. It's going through some reshoots right now. Um, Wonder Woman 84 was supposed to come out this year and got pushed back. Um, so we know that's going to happen. We, we at least know those two are happening. Uh, and, and Suicide Squad, they're casting, getting ready to shoot. So I, I'm confident that will happen. Aquaman 2 and the Batman, nothing's been shot yet. I still kind of put those as a question mark. Uh, I'm excited for Wonder Woman 84, having seen nothing but a teaser poster and some like screen caps of uh, footage shown at a convention. Uh, but we've got an interesting cast, and you know the director's back uh, and writer from the first one, so I hope it's good. I'm less confident about Birds of Prey because it looks like somebody was told, hey, there's this group called Birds of Prey, and they're all ladies, and that's as far as they looked into the Birds of Prey, um, because this is 100% a Harley movie. But yep. Birds of Prey, like, don't get me wrong, it could be great, uh, and it's got Ewan McGregor as uh, Black Mask, so I'm definitely going to see it, because got to love my Obi-Wan. But, uh, a gay Black, black Mask, let's not forget that. Sure. Well, have you heard the, the the rumored MacGuffin in the movie? The thing they're all trying to get? Black Tell Mask. you that already? Well, supposedly. Take it with a grain of salt. But supposedly, in the original dick draft. Picks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black Mask's dick pics are the MacGuffin. Because what? And you're like in love with Zaz? I don't, I don't know. Zaz. And like his dick pics are on a drive inside of a diamond. I hate everything about that. Yeah. Um, like everything so about that. It, Margot Robbie as that character, I'm excited for. What? Sorry, go ahead, Karan. Just what? Yeah, he's, yeah. he's just... He's like, yeah, like, the whole thing. Birds of Prey, like, evidently steals this diamond, and evidently somehow it's got, like, a drive in it that's got all these dick pics of Black Mask and Zaz fucking around or whatever on it. And that's what he's worried about is he's got to get that back because it's got his dick on See, it. Now they're, they've gone through some, they're going through reshoots now. And depending on which article you believe, they're either reshooting the entire third act rogue one style, or they're just amping up the action scenes. Cause they hired the guy who, one of the directors of the John wick movie, uh, I forget his name is, is the guy they hired to do the reshoots, not the director of the movie itself. Um, which is exactly what happened for Rogue One. They brought in an entire different director to reshoot the third act. Yeah, I mean, the whole premise of the movie is fucking Harley Quinn, which they subtitled it now, and now it's the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Yeah, we get it. You're trying to be edgy and emo. Cool. Uh, no, like, just call it Harley Quinn and give her a movie. That's fine. I don't know why you had to direct the Birds of Prey into this, because first of all, there's no Barbara Gordon or Oral Girl, so it's not the Birds of Prey. Oh, it's, it's, it's Canary and Huntress, which is weird. Which, which are cool Birds of Prey characters, but, and don't get me wrong, the casting's pretty good, but looking, watching the trailer, I see nothing other than a crossbow pistol at one point, and um, uh, Black Canary has a yellow tank top on. I think Who the fuck is Renee Montoya? 
she is from I think the 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 cartoon. She's the detective. She eventually becomes the new question. Uh, she's a deep cut. I'm cool with her being in the movie. Uh, but they've also got um, Cassandra Kane, who becomes one of the most badass Batgirls ever. Whose whole backstory is like she doesn't speak. Uh, she she just like she she learns who you are and communicates through movement, which is why she's such a great fighter. Uh, and in the trailer, she's some scary little Asian girl. Yeah, that's the girl that has okay. the dick pics. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that girl is one of the most badass assassins in the DC universe. Not some frightened little girl who runs to someone to get help. Now, granted, I haven't seen the movie, but like, look, I haven't seen anything that really makes me like, oh yeah, this will be good. Like, this looks like someone didn't read the reviews from Suicide Squad and just went, yeah, let's do that with all the girls this time. And that's what this movie's going to be. I I mean, I I feel like after all this good momentum of Aquaman, Shazam, Joker, we're going right back to, well, this is going to suck. Oh, (sighs) Jesus Christ. Dick pics. Yep. Because Deadpool. But because he, again, because he's, he's fucking Zaz, Victor Zaz, the serial killer, is fucking Black Mask. Now, again, will that make it through to the final cut of the movie? I don't know. Is that true to begin with? Take it with a grain of salt. But it's it's been reported. Um, yeah, I... Hey, Obi-Wan better not be a bottom. <laughs> is all I'm saying. It's fair. I'll be so upset. Um, yeah, I... What about I, the hyena? Why is everybody jizzing their pants about the fucking hyena? Because they remembered it from the cartoon. I know it was in the fucking cartoon and it That's, was like yeah. cool for eight seconds, but who gives a fuck? Uh, no, I, I was nervous about this movie getting, cause it, it's, I feel like it's one of the last holdovers from the previous, um, administration of, of DC Warner brothers, the, the group that greenlit suicide squad and, you know, like, yeah, this looks good. Put this in theaters. Uh, because just the look of the movie, it looks like the original suicide squad. And it, it's, it's, if that movie, you know, had the the critical acclaim, like so, okay, Suicide Squad critic score from Rotten Tomatoes twenty seven percent. Now, okay, critics suck; they don't like these movies. Fine, audience score fifty nine percent. It is the lowest rated movie of the entire DC universe. Uh, maybe not the movie to build a whole spinoff on. Like we're making a sequel to Suicide Squad, but it's a soft reboot. That should be your sign that maybe the tone of, of Suicide Squad didn't work, and maybe we shouldn't be repeating that. Like, I, it, it looks like a hot mess. I'm really scared that it's going to kill the good momentum that DC's gotten going with the last few movies. Uh, and then the sense of, don't worry, we're, we're riding the ship. We see what we did wrong. We're going to do better from here on out. And then this thing comes out. I'm like, ah. I don't know, man. This is another one like I'll just wait until like the second or third weekend and go. I'm not going to be there opening night. Yeah, I don't know. It's I could be eating crow maybe with the reshoots. They'll get the movie fixed and it'll be awesome. I just know that uh, I thought we were done with the era where we didn't put superhero characters in their costumes because people will think it's dorky. Um, And and I don't see a single person. Everyone in this uh, Black Canary, Huntress, Cassandra Kane, they all have superhero suits. I don't see a single one of them wearing anything resembling their superhero. 
And don't give me the dark, gritty reboot bullshit thing. Like, no, no, no. We did that in DC. We still put them in their goddamn bat suits. Um, like, it just, it, again, it looks like someone has a, like, read a Wikipedia file on what Birds of Prey is and then wrote the movie. Yeah, I mean, and don't get me I wrong. really think, like, that one episode from, like, season three of Arrow was probably going to be better than this whole movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it had an oracle. So point to it, um, kind of. Yeah. I, uh, I don't. It makes me nervous. It, it just makes do a me... Harley movie. Just yeah, exactly. Yeah. Again, but, I don't know. I wasn't. I wasn't pumped about the Joker. I'm still not. I probably won't even pay to watch it. I'll just wait till it's on fucking cinema or something, and I'll watch it. But the Joker's yeah. good. It's it's worth a watch. Um, I hear that, but I mean, it's just aren't connected to the rest of the universe and yeah. it's more like a what it's it's like a marvel what if story it's like oh yeah. what if batman chased down the uh jack the ripper you know what i mean yeah. it's kind of cool but it, it works better as like a straight to dvd fucking release but well this i love walking phoenix and i know he's awesome but i don't i don't give a fuck about the joker's backstory that's why that's why heath ledger is my favorite because he doesn't have a backstory and every time he talks about his past it's different i was i was so you never know if it's full of shit or what I was the same way as you going into seeing Joker. Like, I was ready to hate it because I'm with you. Joker should never have a definitive origin that kills the character. If you think he needs an origin, you don't understand the character. That being said, watch the movie. It. I don't want to say anything. I don't want to ruin anything or spoil anything. But just like, I felt that way. I enjoy it. So read from that what you will give it a watch uh, and if nothing else again it does not connect to any other dc property it is just look at it as it's an elseworlds movie where this is one potential alternate take on the mythology i mean i'll watch it eventually it. um they're so obvious about the mental illness like i'd rather it be you know in there but them not actually acknowledge it because i think that's what ruined falling down with michael douglas is at the end yeah. A history of mental illness. It'd been so much better if he was just like, this dude fucking lost his mind and started just whacking people left and right. That'd been way better than, oh, yeah, he's a mental case. He's been doing shit like this for years. Like, no, let him just be the guy that society broke. And that's so much more interesting. Again, I don't want to spoil anything, but just there's, there's multiple ways to read this movie. Uh, Do you at least get to see, like, what's her name? Zazzy Beach. Do you get to see her titties? PG thirteen, so there's, probably there's, not. There's no nudity. Oh sorry. god damn it! Yeah, sorry. Fuck that. <laughs> My ass. Automatic half star deduction. There are no boobs. Sorry. I'm fucking uh, out. You can just tell so, me about it later. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm excited to see Wonder Woman. Uh, Saturday, James Gunn has store Suicide Squad because that's a great property. Um, I'm curious to see what Robert Pattinson's take on Batman is, if that ever happens. Because uh, that movie's been in development since Batman vs Superman in 2016. <laughs> so, um, any of those movies get your get your goat going, guys? Oh, I mean, we've talked about Wonder Woman 84. If they do the plot that I described, maybe. But I have hope for that one. Um, so let me run through the list of, and we'll be short. This is a list of movies that have been announced but don't have a definite date. Um, that as far as I know, we're still somewhere in development from DC and you can give me your yay, nay, that's fucking stupid. Um, whatever feelings on it. Um, the long rumored, long just dated, 
Uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson Black Adam movie. Never gonna happen. happen. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think Black uh, Rock is Black Adam will happen. I think it makes more sense to do that in Shazam two than to give him his own movie. Yeah, cameo happens. Yeah, it'll be fucking lame because nobody wants an anti-hero movie. So no, like yeah, he should he should be the villain in the next Shazam. They they very much set that up in Shazam. Yeah, yeah because I mean he hasn't really been a bad guy since Doom. <laughs> yeah. And fuck you, Doom Annihilation is hot garbage. I watched it the other night just to see if you were right. I didn't say it was a wrong. good movie. I said it was better Doom adaptation. And it hurts me to say that because you know I love Carl Urban. No, Doom with the Rock and Carl Urban is ten times better than fucking Doom and all. That was a an abortion, and I'm upset that I wasted an hour and a half on it. Welcome back. God damn it. I trusted you. Uh, and no. you fingered me never right at the Thanksgiving table. What the <laughs> hell? Uh, okay. The the Aquaman spinoff, The Trench, focusing on the creepy underwater trench people. Uh, straight to DVD. That sounds, that sounds fucking stupid. Who gives a fuck about the shrimp people? Who gives a fuck? Uh... Look, I want to agree with you guys, but it's James Wan who does really good and it might be the closest I get to my Creature from the Black Lagoon remake. So, I'm going to put that in the I hope it happens category. Unless Nicole Kidman's in there fucking ripping heads off and wearing their skin as a protective armor, I'm not going to watch it. That could happen. Uh, Yeah, as soon as they announced this, I was like, okay, I see why uh, James Wan likes this because it's very much in his wheelhouse and that whole section of Aquaman is very much like this is a horror movie. I, I don't think it lends itself to its own uh, 90 minute storyline. No, it was per- it was a perfect 8 minute yeah. build up to the Kraken. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, the Flash with uh, what's his name? Fantastic Beasts. Ezra Miller. There we go. <laughs> Another one that's been in development since uh, Batman vs Superman. Yeah, I feel like half their fucking or two thirds of their fucking lineup is just developmental hell right now. I think Flash is on like its fifth or sixth director, so I'm just gonna put that in the never gonna fucking happen. And they put as much they thought into that as they did Katana. So the only way I see doing a Flash movie uh, is if you do Flashpoint, and it's how you explain rebooting the DC universe. But the problem there is you haven't done a Flash movie, so no one really knows anything about this version of the Flash. So it doesn't do much to change the status quo if we don't know what the status quo was going in. So this version with this cast, not going to happen. Now, uh, Batgirl, no longer being directed by Joss Whedon. But still, well, that's because wouldn't he like sexually assaulting people or something? Um, but I mean, he dropped off it after Justice League tanked because he he signed on to do Batgirl. They talked him into coming and trying to fix Justice League. That didn't work. He took his paycheck and said, "All right, cool, bye." Uh, but yeah, uh, Batgirl has potential, and it all depends on Batwoman. I think. Uh, yeah. Because I think I think you can either spin it either way. Like either Batwoman is going to be really social justice and terrible. Cause they just announced Rachel Maddow is doing like a voice for the show. So it's going to be fucking hot garbage. So if it completely fucking tanks, they could try and rebound with Batgirl and try and break it back to its, like its roots and stop pandering. 
that woman could be fantastic. And then like, okay, cool. We need another female character. So let's do Batgirl. It I think it's eventually going to happen. It, it, actually, I think yeah. like, it, it depends on Batwoman and Birds of Prey. Like, if, if the Harley Quinn movie does well, yeah, then they're yes, they're going to pander. Like every every nerd wants to see a hot chick in leather pants, so yeah, they'll do a Batgirl. That'll happen. I just don't know when. At one point, we had this whole like Splinter DC universe happen. Uh, we were going to get this is back when uh, Affleck was still Batman. They were going to do a, a Batfleck movie. Then they were going to do a Batgirl and a Nightwing spinoff. Uh, and I thought that's awesome. Do a whole Batman cinematic universe. Um, cause they already had the perfect setup of, you know, Affleck's character had been Batman for 20 plus years. There was lots of backstory we could fill in as we went. Um, like he was primed, like, yeah, this sounds awesome. And then it all went to shit. Um, I'd still love to see those characters on screen. Uh, I feel like Julian hit the nail on the head. Yeah. How well Birds of Prey does. Yeah, your name for Batgirl. Uh, as far as Nightwing goes, we're rebooting Batman again. So again, we're back to square one of: Is this Batman as he first becomes Batman? Is it another origin story? Is he already Batman from the start? I don't know any of these things. So we'll see how that does. Uh, I mean, Nightwing is awesome. Yeah, serves his own character, but they're never going to do it if they're too afraid to introduce Robin. Exactly. So I'll yeah, I think it. a lot depends on, and, and, and a big question for all these is, does DC even care about doing a connected universe anymore? Um, Shazam was in the same universe as these characters, but wasn't dependent on them. Um, Aquaman was kind of the last big holdover of this has connections to Justice League, but literally there's one line of dialogue that references what happens in Justice League and the rest is its own movie. So maybe they'll... Yeah, the way they're going, especially after the success of Joker, maybe they'll do a standalone Batgirl movie and a standalone Nightwing movie, and at some point maybe connect them. I don't know. Uh, they're off getting a version of them on Titans. So, yeah, I need to catch season two. Um, all right, quick uh, Cyborg movie never going to fucking happen. No, fuck Cyborg. Yeah, because we all love Cyborg and Justice League, right? Came on exactly. Teen Titans. He's exactly fucking, he's the worst. Um. Deathstroke, I hope it, but it's probably not going to happen. Never going to happen. Um, he was supposed to be the villain in the Ben Affleck Batman movie. They cast Joe Manganiello to play him, and then that whole movie fell apart. And sadly, I think we're never going to get because I think Joe Manganiello would Deathstroke, and it would have been awesome to see Batman fight Deathstroke in a movie. But yeah, it's probably not going to happen. Uh, Man of Steel 2. Again, firmly in the I wish, but I feel like we're about six years too late category. Uh, I would love to see more Henry Cavill Superman. I don't think it's going to happen. No, I think he's done. Green Lantern Corps. The only one Flanagan might give a shit about. No Ryan Reynolds, I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, if Jeff Johns was still running the DC Warner Brothers stuff, I would say, yeah, it's going to be faster because he loves that character, but he's out now. So I don't know if I want to see anybody else do. I mean, I still want Nathan Fillion. So that'd be tight. He, he lost a lot of weight for season two of the rookie. He looks fantastic. He does. Um, he's going to be in suicide. Here's the only problem. He is going to be in suicide squad. Yeah. Uh, we don't know who he's playing, but he will be in the new suit. James Gunn. He's Bronze Tiger. <laughs> Clearly. 
If, if Idris Elba's not going to be it, then it's going to be Nathan Fillion. It's just going to be a, one big switcheroo. It's going to be awesome. Uh, well, let's see if he lives, because James Gunn is directing it. James Gunn loves him, so Nathan <laughs> Fillion, his like, character makes it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, his dick shot off, but he'll live. <laughs> I think that's it for things that were announced that are, you know. So there's there's what could happen. Um, I don't know. I think they're better off doing the one movie at a time approach and leaving things kind of tangentially connected, but not directly connected. But at some point, man, like I really want to see him get back around to, to doing Marvel shit and connecting their universe and putting these characters together. That. Um, and I feel like they've learned their lesson of don't try to paint every character this way. Let everyone be who they're supposed to be. Yeah, we'll find out. Because again, they've, they've got good momentum coming out of Aquaman and Joker. So let's see how far we can carry that through. Well, it's a lot of content. I mean, they'll find a way to fuck it up. They always do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anybody else? Anything to say? <sighs> All right, then. Let's put this baby to bed. <laughs> So I guess uh, there you have it. That is the Talk Spooky to Me DC Cinematic Universe Outlook. And uh, with that, it brings us to, sadly, the end of the second of five Halloween month episodes. Hey! We're, two fifth, we're 40% of the way done using that intro for the year. And that's Aww. sad to me, right? Isn't that super sad? But... Next week, we're going to have uh, a whole bunch more stuff. We're going to have some updates uh, on a couple of things that we started. We're going to start that poll, and uh, we'll hopefully we'll have at least one more spooky topic, maybe more than one. But uh, maybe if you're good, then uh, and you you uh, you know get the full size candy bars for your trick or treaters. And uh, none of that fun size crap. Uh, and you're just a good little boy or girl uh, out there. Then uh, the whole family will be back here again next week for an all new episode of Talk Spooky to Me. Hey, screw map, Evan.